Okay, a little different here. I may not even post this, but I wanted to get it before I forget. Most people don't remember their dreams more than maybe, you know, a split second or two after you wake up and they're gone. Dreams are, by and large, your subconscious. You go to bed thinking about food, you dream about food. You go to bed thinking about hunting, you dream about hunting. You go to bed thinking about, you know, work, whether you enjoy it or you're to work again tomorrow. You'll dream about work. I have had this happen to me more often than not. Most of the time, I really don't remember my dreams. But I remember this one. Last night, and I know psychiatrists, psychologists, whatever, will tell you that humans have many, many dreams every night. Your subconscious could run through, you know, a month in moments. But, I had this dream last night, I was walking into a house. I don't really remember what the house looked like. I remember it was a house that I was to be moving into. And I remember thinking, why is all my furniture outside? I remember thinking, if it rains, I'm going to, my furniture will be ruined. But it, was, it wasn't raining. So... I just remember walking around looking at my furniture outside, but laid out near the doors. Now, here's the thing. When you're moving into a house, say you've bought a house, or you're, you've signed the lease, until it is ready, you don't buy furniture. You don't take your furniture to that house. If, say, I was moving and I rented, say, a U-Haul truck, I would not do that until, you know, it's time for me to move. I would not load up everything in that big old box truck, drive it to the new house, park it in the driveway, maybe unload it into the area right around the house or into the garage. I wouldn't do that unless it was time to move in. <clears throat> and here's where I'm probably going to lose some of y'all. Jesus said, if I go, I will send someone in my place. I go to prepare a place for you. In my father's man, uh, house, there are many mansions. I have been reading Dr. David Jeremiah's book, The Great Disappearance. My mother's reading it now since I just finished. I'm about to start Dr. Robert Jeffers' book, Are We Living in the End Times? Dr. Jeremiah's book, like all of his books, is a very easy read. He writes it for the layman. And it's very good. One point he lays out that I kind of giggled when I started that chapter because I knew where he was going before I even got there. <clears throat> he starts off with uh, talking about a Sherlock Holmes story. I grew up loving Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's work, loving the Encyclopedia Brown series that was written for kids. I was always trying to solve the mystery before the book revealed it. 
And I vaguely remember reading this one. But in this Sherlock Holmes, there is a murder, and Sherlock was there to solve it. And after talking to everyone and examining everything, he brings up, no one reported the dog barking. Now, anyone who's ever had a dog knows, no matter how sweet and docile the dog is, if someone approaches your home or approaches that dog that the dog does not know, they're not going to just sit there and look. They're going to growl. They're going to bark. Specifically in this story, it was a dog that was there to guard the home. Think German Shepherd, Belgian Malinois, Doberman, Rottweiler. It was a guard dog. So someone unknown to the family, unknown to the dog, approaches that dog's going to bark. No one reported the dog barking. That means that Sherlock was able to say the killer was known to at least the dog, if not the family, it was not a stranger. The absence of evidence is evidence. When you read Revelation, as soon as you are done with the seventh letter, there's no mention at all of the church, the body of believers, the body of Christ. He goes through all those letters telling the seven churches of Asia and so on, everything that he tells them. But then never mentions the church on earth, the body of believers again, in all of Revelation. Why? He's talking about possibly the most chaotic, the most horrible period of human history. The Antichrist ruling as a one world government leader. Satan is the power behind the Antichrist. The beast forcing all people, free and slave, rich and poor, to receive a mark and to worship the image of the beast. There's been a lot of talk about the image of the beast lately because Revelation says he will imbue it with life. Well, we know that only God could do that. But it's not hard to fool people, especially today. AI. The image of the beast. Let's go real simple. Billboards all over the planet. All you need is a camera on that, and the AI can see what is going on in front of that billboard. That AI could then call out, you're not bowing, things like that. But nowhere does it say anything about the church, the body of Christ, the body of believers. The absence of evidence is evidence. This is why Dr. Jeremiah, Dr. Jeffress, and so many other people, myself included, believe that the body of Christ, the body of believers, Christians alive today, or Christians alive on that day, when it all kicks off, will be raptured, harpazzled, caught up. Dr. Jeffress talks, or Dr. Uh, Jeremiah talks about Bible prophecy a lot. And if you look at Isaiah, with his messianic prophecies, Isaiah was so far before Christ's arrival on earth that he could not really tell the difference between his first coming and his second coming. This is why 
so, so very many people in Israel in that time did not accept that the Messiah was there. They were looking for a conquering king, a conquering hero, <coughs> to rule the world, and they would rule with him. Many leases and rental agreements in Israel will have a Messiah clause, where it basically says, upon the return of the Messiah, you will vacate this, this building, this apartment, this home, and the owner will then move into that home because they expect to rule with Christ. But so much of Revelation tells us so much about his second coming. He will set foot on the Mount of Olives and it will be split in two, causing a great valley between the two pieces. This is why I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. Not only because God is a loving, just God. He would not put his children, the body of Christ, the body of believers, through absolute torment and hell on earth for seven years before bringing them home. Everyone who goes through the tribulation will enter it as an unbeliever. There will be many who come to Christ, the tribulation saints. But that dream just, it has stuck with me all, pardon me, all day. You don't lay furniture out until it's time to move the furniture in. You don't bring the furniture to the house until it's time to move in. If I was, if I had just signed the rental agreement, just signed the lease, just signed the mortgage papers on a home, yeah, I probably would have gone, you know, rooms to go, Ikea, wherever and shopped for and bought the furniture I want but I would not have set delivery date until I know for certain that it's ready for that the home is ready for me to move in and I absolutely would not have had it brought to the house and offloaded from the truck unless it was time to move said furniture into the house I am not saying that I am a prophet I'm not <laughs> Trust me, my life will tell you that if I could see the future, I would not have done a lot of things I did. But, Revelation tells us that wisdom will be increased, the veil will be lifted, as we near the end of days. It's absolutely possible for God to show anyone he wants to show, anything he wants to show them. I am no, I'm not special among the believers. I am not like, you know, a chosen one or anything like that. But sometimes God knows that showing it to this person instead of that person will have a greater effect or a different effect than just revealing it to the world. But that's it. Been a long video, I know, longer than most of mine. So let me know what you think in the comments. Remember to stay civil, logical, reasonable. We're all adults. We can discuss. And if you're not subbed, please do. Sorry for the portrait landscape, but or the portrait orientation, but I'm in my car, so there it is. Y'all have a blessed day.